Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. There is one man of the people here, and that's me, Lance and Dell. <laughs> Actually, I was doing more Astros talk than you were, dumbass orange toilet paper people. Orange toilet paper people. Orange toilet paper people. People. Orange. Orange. People. People. Toilet paper people. It's a beautiful day. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I had the radio on. I was driving. Astros win last night, 12-5. Justin Verlander, magical. And the Astros take two out of three. They're two and a half games back as the Rangers lose last night uh, at home. The Rangers are doing something at home where they're calling out the guys' names and they have to... Copy the Yankees. The Yankees did, started that. Yeah. And now the Rangers are... We, they keep saying the guy's name that's until in the field until he acknowledges them. them, and then they cheer. The Yankees have been doing that forever, Rangers. Yeah, they're copied. Stop thinking you're the Yankees. By the way, that fan base, there's a there's a Michael K. Uh, Michael K. audio with he's arguing with another guy in which it's it's really funny how the Astros are in their heads, are in the Yankees fans' heads. He's arguing with a guy on a radio show? On the radio show. Yeah. And it's it's oh Astros are totally in the Yankees' head. There, there are uh, Warriors. There are Warriors. You can't get past Warriors. They can't get past us. It's the same thing. We are going to play. I will play. Except the uh, Rockets were winning. The Yankees aren't even winning right now. No, 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 no. no. The they, Yankees aren't even going to make the playoffs. How does Aaron Boone still have a job? I don't get yeah. that. What is that? What was that? You don't remember when Lance was uh, talking real uh, reckless about the Warriors? Warriors. How do you still you, have that? You were my reckless. page never got deleted. So you, all you, stuff uh, is still here. RJ, what a bad job he did of not wiping out the memory of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get, you guys made that tough on him considering I showed up here all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the Astros uh, win. They're two and a half back, and they're four up. Uh, they got the day off. The Mariners play Kansas City today. But then a big this – is, this is a good weekend series. This is kind of a big deal. You do not want the Mariners back in this thing. You can put them away or you can bring them right into the whole picture uh, this weekend. And the Mariners are playing some really good baseball. So are the Astros. They're 7-3 and three good, over the last 10. So are the Rangers 7-3 and three last pitching, 10. Their pitching staff, I mean, three of the top five American League pitchers uh, from a whip standpoint, walks and yeah. hits per nine innings pitched, they are Mariners. Well, we, I was looking at, as a matter of fact, like the guy that they're facing uh, first, uh, Miller. Mm-hmm. He's got a one. He's got a four ERA with a one hundred five WHIP, which is doesn't make any sense. I mean, mm. yeah, his his stats are Bryce Miller, who t- who took care of the Astros business uh, earlier How's this that year, possible? has a four oh four ERA and a one oh five WHIP. I don't know. He's got his strikeouts are four point six to one. How does how does that happen? This is going to be awfully difficult. His he faced the Astros, the 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 opening pitcher for the Mariners. He faced the Astros early this season and pitched six innings, gave up just two hits, five strikeouts, and one walk. His game against the uh, in the, well, I mean against the Orioles, he was five and two thirds, five hits. 
one earned run, uh, two walks, two strikeouts. But the game before the Angels, how about the Angels? <laughs> They've just yeah. gone in the tank. Five innings, five hits, one run, one earned run, ten strikeouts, no walks yeah, but in the game before. Well, you gotta, hey, put some respect on the Angels. They beat the Rangers yesterday, so that, that was helpful. D'Amico, we told, we told you we were going to uh, hear from him. Here's what D'Amico uh, feels that he wants to see out of his quarterbacks while he's practicing against the Dolphins. Yeah, with CJ, with all our quarterbacks, what I wanted to see today was just those guys just operate seeing a different right defense, seeing a different scheme, seeing different pressures coming at them, seeing the guys operate cleanly, smoothly, and our guys made some plays. So it was cool to see. What a disaster that system is. Is this <laughs> system that bad? Is it- it, it's it's finicky, I'll say. You think you're going to get it to play, and it, it'll play, and sometimes it doesn't. But, um, yeah, I, I, I want it to go away. We, mo- we, we might get something new. That's been, that's been floated out there. There is a rumor. Yeah, there's a rumor. So, so uh, uh, Dell and Stroud, Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud, allegedly connected for three TDs against the Dolphins in the joint practice. By the time this is said and done, will Tank Dell be wide receiver one? This se- at any point this season. Will Tank Dell be wide receiver one? Yeah. Well, define wide receiver one. The, his go-to guy, most catches, yards. Most targets? Most targets. Nah, I don't, uh, no, I don't think so because well, uh, I can tell you this. I think in Team Mechie's camp, there's concern about yeah the playing time with Tank Dell there. Well, but I think that Mechie, Mechie's not a natural separator. He's a pro. He's polished. Tank is explosive. Like, polish is great in the NFL, but explosiveness and just natural juice is what wins out in the NFL. Yeah. And Tank's got that. And if it becomes Tank versus Mechie, and Tank is going to end up like Mechie's not a guy that they're going to lean on because what is Mechie's never done anything for this team. So there's not a, well, I want to give the veteran, you know, he really, he needs to get those reps or I trust John Mechie. Mechie is a rookie too. Yeah. These are two rookies. So yeah, I think, I think it's an interesting question because if CJ Stroud, if CJ Stroud as a young quarterback just wants to go to a safety let's blanket. Not, let's not forget, it. C.J. Stroud told the Texans to draft Tank Dell. And if he's always open, then C.J.'s going to go to the easiest open yeah, throw. Right. He's not going to go to the hardest. To your point about the Eli Manning comment, like, nobody's ever open. Yeah, right. Because you don't know what an NFL open looks like. If Tank Dell reminds C.J. of what a college open looks like, like, ooh, this guy's got separation. It could turn into a check down, Charlie, and Tank could get a lot of the, or, the targets. Or down the field, Charlie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, they protect, if they protect, yeah. Yeah, if they if they can protect. Man, Tunsil looked really good. He was, uh, he, in the one-on-one drills, he, I saw some video of him. Cheating. Like, what are you talking about, cheating? cheating. You, you can't, ta- you can't choke a defender like he did. He cheating. That's no. not cheating. Arm in, hand in the throat. Your collar doesn't exist right above the right below the chin. Was there a face mask involved? No, no. I said did choke. He, I didn't did say face mask. I said choke. Since when can't you give choke. him a shot to the throat? Choke to the and larynx. hold penalty. No, no hold. Not if you drop your neck. 
listen. <laughs> okay. Listen, Tank Dell was on ESPN this morning. They were t- Harry Douglas was talking about him. Everybody's talking about him. Will Anderson asked about Tank Dell and his impact with the Texans. Oh, Tank Dell, he's electrifying. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can make anybody miss. Great feet. Great can go up and get the ball fast. Um, he's just a He's just a one of like one of a kind type of guy. You know, he works really hard. He's always out here on the jugs every day. And as an receiver, I think that's a big thing to do. And he just shows and proves, you know, why he belongs. From a defensive point, man, the electricity around this guy is is, is fantastic. Great. Right. I mean, it's been a momentum that's been building. I started it, and then it's kind of gone downhill with people really picking up on, on the go, tank downhill. 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 Is it? Well, yeah. The, the momentum downhill. is rolling downhill. Yeah, it's the momentum. It's a okay. freight train. It's a run of. Do you want to go so is, uphill? Is it a fre- uphill is slow. Is it a freight train or is it rolling yeah, down? Yeah, it's a freight train. Okay. It's a freight train. It's out of control. The momentum yes. is out yeah. of control. Frank Tank Dell. It's like a runaway truck or something like that. Runaway tr- uh, or train. Yeah, or snowball. Well, if you snowball. ever run on. Yeah. The snowball goes downhill and snowball, picks up. Yeah. Picks they, up. It's hard for a snowball to go uphill. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But you started and, it. Well, I mean, you can say I'm not starting it, but let's take a look at what I said here and you tell me if this started it all america outside of the great city of houston did not know who tank dell was until i made this comment every second of the route is a separation opportunity for dell a touchdown making machine who pairs electrifying top end speed with twitchy short area quickness his routes are fast and effective on all three levels with keen ball tracking deep talent and sideline dotting footwork focus drops and contested catches are are ongoing issues that are likely to continue at the next level. Dell is dangerous with the ball in his hands after the catch and is a game-changing punt returner. His slender frame is a concern, but the explosive talent could be difficult to pass up for teams needing a big play weapon to stretch the field and mismatch coverages. Mm. Mm. Bang! I'm not sure. And everyone's you like, started this ball rolling about yeah. the excitement. Yeah. That yes. was so boring. I can't. No, even... it wasn't. It was okay. so accurate. I'm not sure what I'm looking forward to more. Him not having a great year and you being wrong, or me being able to no, cut, you want or me, to me be wrong, or me cutting up every time you say Dell is great, Dell is great, and not adding any context to it oh, and just swinging yeah, it in Dell. there. No, it Tank won't. Del. That's not what people will hear. No, that's not what people are going to hear. <laughs> people are going to hear you guys talk about how, how great Dell is. Last night, everybody was. Everybody came in. Balloon, well, yeah, balloon. the man never said balloon. He, never he did say it. I heard it. We all you heard it. You made that line. We you know, all heard it. You, you guys are talking before the show came back, and John. There's another open. Frank captured more sound, and he, John, surprisingly enough, took a shot at us. Lance, you didn't hear. It. I think you should hear this. There is one man of the people here, and that's me, Lance and Dell. Dell, actually. What was that? That was Spencer singing my name. But what was cut, what was bleeped, was him t- saying F them about oh, I us. I don't know that I said that. Oh. Did you hear the slurring? I didn't hear of, that. Of course. What slurring? It, it was, there was no slurring. Duh, there's one. Duh, go ahead, play the beginning again. There's one man of the people. What a. Me what and Herb were slurring. What, what a mess you were. There is one man of the people here. Yeah. And that's me. That's not- Lance and Dell. Diddle Lily. Actually, I can totally tell. Yeah. What a terrible person you are. I I think I only had like 12 or 13 beers. Well, when when Frank can make multiple openings. You better have had 12 or 13 Ubers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
Don't you worry about me. Uh, no, I was fine. Actually. Old times there. Nah. <laughs> there is one man of the people here, and that's me. You don't even Lance know what Songs of the South is. Okay? Stop already. Song, song of the South. Wow. Oh. Mm. All right. Sweet potato pie. Shut and my, it shut mouth. my mouth. See, Time for me you to talk right can't record it now. when John's talking, too. I didn't want to no. give you a credit. I already have the original. He's already got that. We don't need that. We don't need you doing it. Hey, attention to fleet owners out there. Chastain Ford is here for you. If you've got a fleet in your vehicles, and you, if you've got a fleet, chances are that your vehicles are breaking down. Because your employees, they, they ain't driving your car like they drive their car. They're driving them a lot harder. So chances are that stuff breaks down. And if it breaks down at your place of business, Chastain Ford says, we'll come out there and fix it right there. You've got a fleet. We'll come help you out there. You don't have to bring your vehicles to Chastain Ford. They'll come to you because they've got the Chastain Ford Fleet Mobile Service. And this is what they do, people, and they have their work transits that are fantastic. They customize it for whatever business you have. They've seen everything in the business world. They know exactly what they have to do with those work transits to make it perfect for your business because they've seen every business because they're the number one Ford commercial dealer in the city of Houston. So they've seen it all, and they know exactly what you need. If you need a vehicle, a work vehicle, be it a pickup or a work transit, you've got it at Chastain Ford. They're the best. It's not even arguable. You're looking for And listen. They've also got all the all those uh, pickups uh, for F one fifties, two fifties, three fifties, and they got them on the lot and they're ready for you right now. With a, still a great summer sales event going on at ChastainFord.com or at six ten at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. ESPN ninety seven five dot com. We keep getting away with it. You can't keep getting away with it. to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here. 819 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. If you want to get in here, you are more than welcome. Big ups to uh, the Angels for beating the Rangers last night. Appreciate you. Uh, so the Astros now just two and a half back. Four games up on the Mariners as we head to a big weekend. Astros with the day off today, well-deserved. Take the day off. We'll see what uh, happens with the Mariners in Kansas City tonight. It'll either be three and a half or four and a half up on the uh, Mariners as they come to town this weekend. A big series. A really, really big series as you're going to see some good young pitching, too, out of the Mariners. Like Like you said, they've got... Their whip is fantastic. Yeah, you've got guys with potential to make things sticky for the uh, Astros. It was nice to see the offense go off. It was really nice to see in that big uh, eighth inning, the six-run eighth inning. Of course, you took advantage of, you know, you didn't swing at bad pitches for the most part. You did have Kyle. No. Who was it that swung? Yeah, Kyle Tucker had a bad strikeout. Um, I think the first at-bat of the inning. Just kind of almost looked like he was trying to protect himself oh, yeah. and had the punch out. But uh, it, in, when it was when the bases were loaded, when you were looking to to start getting, or at least I think John Singleton's hit, I believe, came when there was two men on. Singleton went the other way with it, which was great to left field. 
Then you had, um, in one of the at-bats then, later on in the inning, you had, um, after Altuve had gotten a hit, and then you, or no, did Altuve Walker get a hit in that eighth? Uh, he walked. He walked, the, yeah. After they walked uh, Maldonado, he walked. Bases loaded, and then you had the uh, the base knocked the other way. Alex Bregman took it the other way, and then Kyle Tucker, a couple of uh, batters later, or no, no, Tuck was right there. He went the other way, right where the shortstop would have usually been, except for a little mini shift that they had. He went the other way. This is great pieces of hitting by the Astros to stay away from pitcher, you know, bad pitches for pitchers who are having trouble locating, and then to hit the ball where they were pitched. They well, Bregman's really doubled right, yeah, and then and then I'll, and then uh, Kyle. Tucker. Everything was the other it way. Was excellent, it was excellent, excellent. Yeah, they're they're pitching. They were wild. Holy crap! Now let's it get was... to the first inning where the real. Uh, explosion really took place. You've got another homer from Braggers who is starting to really hit. You know, these numbers are starting to look pretty good. Bregman's numbers, if you just look at it in totality, he's starting to put together a really strong year in terms of, you know, the box score, even though we know he's been a little up and down. Kyle Tucker's, yeah, you know, Kyle Tucker almost feels like an MVP candidate at this point. The way that he is playing over the last couple of months, he hits a home run. And then Chas McCormick who has been this year's find of the year. Last year it was Christian Javier. This year it's Chaz McCormick. He's just been an absolute find. J.P. France has been great, but Chaz McCormick right now looks like a legit middle-of-the-lineup guy. Yeah. No, he's got a bat. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens when Uncle Mike comes back. But Chaz McCormick deserves to be up in the top, top near, near uh, the, it, well, certainly in the middle of the order, ahead of Abreu. Ahead of Pena. Uncle Mike of, should be no remember, earlier than the seventh spot. Even, even ahead of Diaz when he catches. Uh, Chas McCormick deserves to be set in a spot. With Brantley coming back, it'll be, it's going to be so interesting what's to see. His role, what's his role going to be? You know, it's possible Michael Brantley's just going to be a left-hand pinch hitter off the, no, off it's the not. bench. No, it's not. Why is it not? Because... Because Again. he's more valuable than Yiner Diaz, or he's more valuable than Jordan, or he's more valuable than Chaz. Or, well, he's never more than Jordan. Jordan's not going to be out of the okay. lineup. So if Jordan's the possibilities in the lineup, out of the lineup are Yiner. So Michael Brantley gets Michael Brantley's more important than Yiner Diaz. Yeah. Well, everybody's Why? been more important than Yiner Diaz. Well, he's played enough to get sixteen home runs. Yeah. He's got a decent amount of at bats. If he would, it's be- not like Dusty doesn't play him. He gets played not all the time, but. He's got enough at bats to where he's put. Well, but now that that DH, now that Jordan is back, it's going to be out that much tougher. Unless you're playing at home and Jordan can play left field because Yiner can't play left field, and when he doesn't like him at first base because he's not as good a fielder as Jose Abreu, who's not a good fielder. John Singleton's been playing a good first base, a, a decent uh, defensive first base, actually a pretty good defensive uh, first base. So. Yiner's the odd man out, just period. So Yiner, so Yiner Diaz is going to be cho- – so you're going to choose John Singleton, a career 170 hitter who was out of baseball for eight years over a guy who is one of the rookie of the year candidates. Yeah. In what world? In this world. That's going in to your dusty world. No, no, no. Then there should be an immediate firing. I mean – Well, there's I, been a honestly, lot of – No, honestly, John Singleton potential cannot get priority over – Yiner Diaz. Well, frankly, Michael it's, Brantley. He's not going to anyway. The left-handed bat off the bench is going to be John Singleton. When Abreu comes back, Abreu's playing. Uh, I'll just say this. It really needs to be the guy who hasn't played for 13 months. That's the guy who should be the left-hand bat off the bench. Yeah, well, he's Kawhi. I don't know if you heard. 
You, I don't well, know I know. You, you know what? Honestly, I forgot. John, why don't you tell people what you're referencing? Well, Dusty said he's our Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he's injured, but when he comes back, he's on the field. Yeah, I forgot that he actually said that when he comes back, he's in. Yeah. I just I think that you have to play the ball where it lies, and this year what you're looking at is a guy who hasn't played for 13 months is finally getting back. Maybe it's 14 months. It's been forever. Um, and you've got a guy who literally is one of the up-and-coming young catchers in Major League Baseball. I mean, not just hitters. Defensively, he's been good in terms of throwing people out and pass balls, things like that. It just This is just wild that Yiner Diaz, I mean, I'm not even trying to make this a dusty thing. It's just wild that Yiner Diaz has to fight this hard to get at-bats when he's been this good. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at it all. It makes no sense. Whether he's DHing first base or catching, Yiner Diaz really, frankly, should be playing five out of every six games. Yeah. And Michael Brantley should not – Michael Brantley should never get priority – when it comes to his time missed, certainly not in the lineup. I don't, I do, and I already know I'm going to be driven crazy by this. This is going to really bother me if he's up in the lineup instead of being, honestly, being seven or eight. Because if he hits well, I would love to have that in a run production spot. Have your number eight guy, if Brantley's hitting well, that's perfect. Now you have a guy instead of Maldonado, you, and instead of a guy like Jake Myers, you have somebody who might be able to drive in six. And seven. Well, look at that lineup when Yiner is catching with Brantley in there in left field or DH and Jordan in there as well. Chaz in center, Tucker, Bregman, Altuve, Pena. Abreu. Abreu. Um, you know, there's – holy crap. If I'm a – that's the best lineup in baseball. It is the best lineup in baseball. You know, if you have Singleton and Maldonado in the lineup at the same time, which you did yesterday, you have two guys hitting in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, that's not optimal. Well, no. When you take both of them out, though, then you got then it's better. Although, honestly, I don't mind Singleton. I don't either. He's walked more than he struck out, and I know that when he connects, he's going to hit the ball a long way. Yeah, no, 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 no. But but here's the deal: is it's going to be formidable when when Yiner plays and Maldonado doesn't. Maldonado, I we we cheered when he struck out with the. That's because you're terrible people. No, because he didn't hit into a double play. With the bases cheered? loaded, we cheered. Yay! Way to go, Maldi. You came through. You see what those drunks did were doing not last come, night? Did not hit into a double play. That was... Man the, of the people was, cheering for strikeouts. Listen, Dusty even said it earlier this year. I know, but you can't continue to go to that card. Dusty D- didn't say, we just wanted to strike out so he doesn't hit into a no, double play. No, he struck out. He didn't hit into a double play, he said. He literally, Dusty said does, those words. Do you think Dusty cheers when Maldonado strikes out? I think it's a positive. If he is, then he shouldn't be playing. Well, to, if you have to cheer your starter when he gets up Lance, to, because you want him to strike out so you badly. You don't understand how much the pitchers want to throw to him, even though he can't catch the ball. You don't understand it. He's got the most pass balls in baseball, but you don't understand anything. I know I don't. You don't get it. That's terrible. And when are you going to finally get it? It's just ridiculous. 828 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776. Uncle Greg, we get you on the... Cousin Greg, we get you on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5. Cousin Greg on is the it phone. Co- it might be Cousin Greg. <laughs> we don't be. know. You don't know. 
I do know this. I had aqueduct plumbing at my house yesterday. They had to snake out because we dropped a, a, there was a piece of plastic that went down the drain and oh my gosh, it's backed up the toilet. So they came out and they snaked it and it was all fine and the toilet's working great, but they came and you know, it's just what aqueduct plumbing does. I don't know what your issue is. If it's water pressure, if it's hot water, it's not coming to you. If you have a tankless water heater and you haven't cleaned it in a while, that could well be it. If you need repiping, if you just need them to snake your drain, if you're putting in a grill, you need aqueduct plumbing. Yeah, when you have issues, there's something causing it. And you need someone who can, you know, get in there and figure out what it is. Someone who's going to be honest with you and then somebody who is going to be fair with the pricing. And that is the reason that we've been speaking for Aqueduct Plumbing Company for so long. They are great at all of those. And honestly, you need to have an air conditioning guy, a car repair guy, and a plumber who are going to be trustworthy. I'm not speaking for the other ones, but I will speak for Aqueduct Plumbing Company. They have been so good to us and to all the people that uh, that have used them from our listenership. So make sure that you give them a call. It's aqueductplumbingcompany.com. Go to the website, aqueductplumbingcompany.com. Advertise your business for 25 cents a day on selflist.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, 832. John and Lance here with you at 713-780-3776. Cousin Greg wanted to get in here to talk some Astros baseball. What do you say, Cousin Greg? Uh, it's not Cousin Greg. Oh, is it Greg? It's just Greg. It's just Greg. Oh, just Greg. Okay, I thought you might be Cousin Greg from Succession. That would be awesome. No, not that we're not. disappointed in you, but Cousin Greg would be awesome. I appreciate that. No, man, I just had a quick comment. First of all, Double Rods, guys. Back at you. Double Rods. Uh, I just had a quick comment, man, with the Astros. You know, it, it seems like to me that, and I could be wrong here, so I was just looking for your opinion, but a lot of it has to do with analytics. You know, over the past, you know, years with Luna and, and uh, AJ, it seems like, they were a step ahead, and a lot of it had to do with analytics. You know, they were analyzing the hitters we were facing. The batting order seemed like it was it was based off of analytics. You know, we had the right person in each hole, uh, so on and so forth. So do you guys think that we have, now that Dunn Dusty is in his second year, we have a new GM, you guys think that we have, although Dana seems to be analytics-driven, do you guys think we've kind of steered away from the analytics? To where it's affecting us now because i mean analytically why would we ever put singleton over diaz at first or even put the uh Maldi, you know the same conversation uh over diaz if we were analyzing things and going by analytics dusty dusty uh favors defense a lot over offense look at dubon and center when verlander's pitching Maldonado behind the plate for certain pitchers. Um, he wouldn't put Yiner in there at first base because he's not as good defensively. He definitely, you know, and, and that has to do with analytics as well. He he talks about it all the time. Ah, well, I got to have, you know, the DC Frombers a ground ball pitcher, so I got to have my best infield out there. Verlander's a fly ball pitcher, so I got to have Dubon in center field because he's a better center fielder, blah, 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 all of these stuff. He 
It, it looks like he just throws a dart at the board, and then and that's how his lineup comes out. It's not the case. He does, but but he values defense. I think more than all than we do. Then and, and I think that's a big reason why he now. I don't understand the Abreu thing. Abreu is not a good first baseman, but and and we haven't seen Yiner really be bad at first. Well, he no, hasn't seen him make an error. He keeps saying he's not a good. <laughs> He's we keep a, saying John Singleton's better than him. Uh, what are we basing this on again? Well, John Singleton has looked good at first base. No, but but Abreu has has Yiner looked bad? No, Yiner has not looked bad. Actually, Yiner has not. A guy bad. who for a living can dig balls out of the dirt. Yeah. Oh well, it's a little different at first. I mean, you're not trapping it. He, you, Dusty. Other thing that Dusty values is experience. Yeah. And Yiner doesn't have that. Yeah. No, I don't. Jan, Singleton does not get the experience check over. I'm sorry. You don't get the experience. Well, he's been playing ball Yiner a lot Diaz. longer. He and has... he's been a first baseman his whole life. Yiner is a catcher. That's the truth. How many games do you think John Singleton has played total? At first base? No, in his life. All this experience. How much? How many Major League Baseball games has John no, Singleton major league, played? He played it in minor leagues, too. Yiner was a catcher in the minors. I mean, so it's not even arguable. John, John Singleton has way more, way more starts. You, you, the experience argument is such a dumb argument. Well, it's what Dusty does, values, though. He does. He well, does. no, I mean, yeah. it's He does have more plate appearances. Uh, in, you know, he did have more in 2014. He had, he had 362 plate appearances in. Now, since then, not so much. He has 484 for his career, but um, I just get frustrated. I don't want to keep talking about the same topic. I just, I just, it it just, um, you know, this is, this has been an issue for me with AJ. It's been an issue with, with Dusty, with this idea that you have to have, you know, that, that the player gets, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings with your lineups that you, you set. I just, I just believe in putting the best, giving yourself the best chance to win. You want to know what analytics truly is? It's giving yourself the most advantages statistically, and from a and from a, uh, a an odd standpoint, what are your best odds of winning? What does the data tell you your best odds of winning are? And I would think that I would think that Yiner Diaz being in there because we actually have sample sizes that show that it would just it would tell you that Yiner Diaz being in there is gives you a, pr- a pretty good chance of winning based on production and frankly based on the win loss count when he's played. Mm-hmm. I just it, I don't like when good players have to sit on the bench in place of bad players, and you can't give me a good reason for it because Singleton's so much better defensively. That's not good enough because Maldonado is better at talking to pitchers or something. That's not I. And I know people will give me the reasons that I that Dusty has said in the past or whatever the case may be in games. Pitching ERAs are better. Throwing runners out is better. Pass ball blocking is, I mean, wild pitch blocking and pass ball, uh, preventing pass balls are better for Diaz, and he's a better hitter. I just, it's, it just gets frustrating for us to say the same thing all the time when a guy who should be a very legitimate rookie of the year candidate. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for a veteran catcher, if Geiner played the whole season, he's probably ahead of Gunnar Henderson. Probably. He probably has 22 home runs. Well, we don't know if it, it would wear on him. If he'd be now. tired right now. I know all of those things. Plus, oh, no, he's rested now. Well, no, absolutely. But would he be if he was playing every day? You know, that would be another thing. The, the wear and the tear. And, yeah, for a rookie? Yeah, Maybe for so. a rookie. Yeah, because he hadn't played in this many games and all of that stuff. 
Um, but as long no, as he's well, playing listen, in the postseason, listen, it's it's frustrating. Why, why is that going to happen? What? Why do you I don't think know. He's yeah. Play in the See, yeah. now with Michael Brantley back, and this is going to I I don't want to have to say I hope Michael Brantley has a setback. Well, what? what? The, <laughs> I don't want to have to say that out no. loud. How well, about he, he just plays him instead of Maldonado? Why would you want to hurt Michael out. Brantley? That's out. Stop saying that. Is Michael Brantley going to potentially keep Yiner Diaz off the field? Yeah. Okay, I'm done with this show. Move on to calls or something. <laughs> I'm not going to do stupid stuff like this. I'm not doing stupid radio. I'm not doing stupid talk. You feel the tension? We're not doing stupid stuff like this. <laughs> Michael Brantley is going to keep Yiner Diaz off. Then Michael... Then I'm not gonna say it, but you know what I'm thinking. You know what's funny? We have we have two different ways of doing things that have been criticized. Daryl Moore didn't care about anyone's feelings. It was all about analytics for the most part, right? And yeah. it didn't work out. Now Dusty's going in a different route because he's pl- playing less talented players. But Dusty's all about feel and and gut and all those things. Yeah. One has won a title though. The other. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, feeling guy. I think there's a healthy blend. <laughs> I've always Probably. thought there was a healthy blend that could be had, but I just I don't like I don't like a world where we have to live in Michael Brantley's shoes. Yiner Diaz have lineup for good. <laughs> Singleton Yiner Singleton Brantley and and uh, the guy hadn't played for 14 months. Singleton Brantley and and Maldonado will finally get rid of this pesky Yiner Diaz and guess, let's trade him. Just get him out of here. Get something else in return for him. I'm tired of catchers. I, I, well, at, I've said tired it. of catchers that hit I, home I've runs. I've said it. I think this is going to be the last straw for Dusty, the, his devotion and admiration for Maldonado. Because if 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 and last night it's a seventh inning and it's second and third in a two run game. If they don't if Maldonado doesn't walk, if he makes the third out there, you're like, oh my god, you don't have any cushion here. Now he walked, Altuve walked, and then the explosion, Bregman, and then Tucker, and and, gut, and it all. But see what that gut just told him. I think he's going to get a walk here. Well, the gut told him that the guy wouldn't four straight wild pitches that weren't even close. Who's got better play discipline, Maldonado? Because he's asked to it take, almost because he's asked to take so the, often. <laughs> well, and and square up. Squared a bunt. But uh, that was the gut that he had in the seventh inning. You're bad Maldonado in that situation. Did it work out? Yep. Yeah, it worked again, out perfect. All right, same then. time we, we I com- apologize. Dusty we wins. Com- we complained about it last time, and it worked out last time, too. I, I apologize. I apologize. There's no question. La Raza is here. Lower- La Raza was there last night. I don't think Dell or Lance were there last night. I'm pretty sure. Did you invite us? Or were you just making fun of us all day yesterday about not being there? Did he, did he ever wasn't Dell, wasn't Dell at the edge of the corner over there, Johnny? Oh, that was not Dell. It was, an, it was a black guy sitting oh, at the bar. This, this feels racist. Okay. I, uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I was Dell. I said, what's up, Dell? He said, what's up? That's all. I remember him saying, what's up? <laughs> he kept yelling, Dell, Dell. And it was like, uh, oh, it's, it's terrible. Not you know what black people love? <laughs> when you see another black person and just yell, a different that, name? A different black person's name. Well, sometimes you can get, sometimes you can be confused. Well, that the black guy was. And all, all races the, can get confused with other races. Other than me and that black guy, the rest of the bar was all white people. And then other uh, than me, in Ur, in Ur, heard of. La Raza and some of his buddies were sitting behind, 
and it felt like a bus in 1960. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Yanni yeah, segregates? Yeah, the people, right? I mean, I, was, I felt like I was segregated. Like, man, what is going on over here? I the was people like, that cut the yard tell- and work in construction are not with the blue-collar people. I thought J- JT was there too, right? Your no, son? that was not JT. It was a really white guy. If I married an albino, that would have been JT, but no. JT was there too, right? No, it wasn't JT. <laughs> Here's what I've learned. He, was, he had wow. red hair and a beard. Irv kept going, JT. See, J- Dell, don't feel bad. It wasn't racist. It was just, it was just La Raza no. was doing it. Now, do you think Yanni likes that message that come to Damaris Barbecue where we segregate like it's the fifties? No, that's just how it. That's how it worked out. Oh, that's just, no. that was just the way. Uh, you it did. wasn't. It wasn't how Yanni, Yanni had seating charts. You know. <laughs> All the Hispanics back here. Okay. Okay. No. And you didn't set that up. Just to I be didn't honest. set that okay. up. Okay. No. Yeah. Or, or well, I I called in because I wanted to give a couple of apologies. First, I want to apologize to uh, uh, HRMP for uh, calling Chris Laura Beavers. I don't want to get written Sorry. up. Sorry. Uh, you know. Some, I did that too. You know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I want. I just wanted to apologize. And but I want to thank Coors Lightman for last night. Shout out to Rollin and uh, Gilbert and uh, everybody out there. Johnny G, man of the people, man, making nights as memorable as ever, man. Thank you, Johnny. That's it. You see, man of the people, these two, not so much. Not so much. We had a good time. Did was, you give out fun. any did you give out any Gucci shoes as part of the in their goodie bags when they No, no goodie bags. The, it was course like Did you have a party favors that you gave away at <laughs> the no end? No party favors. No. No, no party favors. Just uh, Coors Lights. Everybody had Coors Lights, and it was a... Yeah, he handed out slander to us and Coors Light to them. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Well, deservedly so. Why? Because you weren't there. Did you invite us? Yes, you invited. How so? Everybody was invited. Stop acting like you would go if you're quote-unquote invited. He didn't invite me, so we don't know. Yeah, I invited. Too late now. Okay, we're going to go to the next place next time. You going? What date is that? (laughs) You didn't tell me. Oh. I got to know, right? The I'll, day? I'll let you know when I, we're doing it. I feel like I'm going to be busy. <laughs> I feel like you, it doesn't matter if I pay, went sent a limo for you, you wouldn't go. Well, that's a long ride, man. Yeah. No, see? That's what I said. And I, all the Coors Lights you'd be down in? Well, that doesn't... That you doesn't, ain't driving. That's back. not attracting. You I don't like... Driving. I don't drink, so it's not, it wouldn't be about Coors Light. You would You would if it's free Coors Light, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I yeah, wouldn't. I'm pretty sure you would. I'm sure it's a delightful <laughs> beer, but I wouldn't drink it because I don't drink. Oh, that's... Boring. But if I did drink, I drink Coors Light. You know who's not boring? Craig DeSurf. Craig DeSurf's never been boring. Craig DeSurf, when you go to uh, Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC, one of the things that you're going to see right now is 0.9% APR financing on the uh, the the GMC Sierra pickup trucks with the Ecotec V8 engine. This is a really cool uh, pickup truck. Looks great. The design is great. The cab itself gives you a lot of room. Um, the interior and exterior are equally impressive. And now with no payments for 90 days, with 0.9% APR financing, with the good people over there who are going to give you a greater trade-in value, and they're going to get to their bottom line price right away because they know that you don't have time to mess around, but they also want to make the carbine experience such a really easy one where you just are able to enjoy yourself and not get hustled and not get hassled. That's where... Uh, Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC comes in. And they're out in Angleton, so it's a little bit of a drive out there. It's 42 minutes from downtown, but you're going to save thousands. You're going to save thousands. So make sure that you go to LanceZCars.com to start the car buying experience. And if you need, they'll even 
deliver the car into Houston for you when it's time to to get the uh, the deal finished. That's how they roll when it comes to customer service. It's Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. Go to LanceZCars.com. You've got a talent you want to sell? Selflist.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Let's get, I've got something that's non-sports related that I want to get to in a second. So let's get these sports calls in. Uh, Bobby wants to talk about Tank Dell, who is the talk of, I mean, frankly, I know that uh, Matthew Berry, who's a big fantasy football guy on NBC now, he was talking about Tank Dell on the Thursday night game when the Thursday night game was going on, and I retweeted, and I said, Tank is not guardable. Like, the only thing that could slow him down is going to be John Well, Becky. you started that narrative. I, I started that, but John, well, I guess Tank technically started that by not being guarded in college uh, when you tried to play him man-to-man. Uh, Tank is a small guy, but Tank is crazy exciting. Like, I'm going to be sad if they don't play him on punt returns. To me, every chance you get for Tank Dell, because the older you get as a player, the less they'll put you out there in those positions, especially if you're 160 pounds. So Tank Dell, if they're going to play him this year, if they're going to get the most out of him when he's a rookie, I, I'm 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 running Tank Dell out there on punt return team. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's exciting. Are you kidding? I mean, Tank- so the best chance to score touchdowns. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's what I would do. Let's get Bobby in here. Wants to talk Tank Dell. What's going on, Bobby? Hey guys, uh, so last year, uh, and uh, I accept your apology for this, John. John got me pretty hyped about the UH football team. So me and my buddies, we're not the biggest college guys, but we're like, hey, we love football. We're going to start watching UH. And what I determined from watching UH was Dana Holgerson's probably not a great head coach. And just analytically speaking, Tank Dell was the most electrifying prospect in the draft this year. Uh, all the statistics show that. Uh, and then on top of that, he's got the perfect amount of syllables. Tank Dell. If you look at the greats, Jerry Wright, Owen, uh, Randy Moss. Like, I know Jackson Smith and Jigla is going to be a bust. He has too many syllables. You get over five syllables, you're a fullback. So the thing that I keep <laughs> hearing about Tank, though, is that he's going to play the slot and split it with Michi. Well, again, he's got the statistics show he's the most electric prospect. He's got the right syllables. He's an outside receiver. And I think much like Yainer is perfect in the perfect lineup for the Astros, the end game should be Nico on the outside, Hank on the outside, Mechie and Bobby Tree switching on the slot. And I'll hang up and listen. So. Are you uh, going to apologize, John? Yeah. Well, I think it was a little disrespectful to Dana. Do you know who led the nation in receiving touchdowns and receiving yards last year? Tank Dell. And he was just short on receptions with 109. Uh, it's rare to see Charlie a, Jones a from Purdue like, at 110. It's rare to see a player who's like 5'10", 162 play outside. He can outside. play outside, though. He can, like Deshaun Jackson. I just think the problem is against taller res- cornerbacks, they can shade you. It's it's much harder to get catches down the field unless you get major can we, separation. Can we test this theory about the syllables? Let's talk about the best receivers in football. Right like, now. Fred Bolitnikoff. Well, no, now. No. Oh, now. Devontae Adams. 
Tyreek Ty Hill. Hill. That's three. That's good. It's under five. Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Just Ooh. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. That's good. What? Justin Jefferson. That's a little, oh. Oh. A little five, five, Cooper five. Cup. Three. Yeah, he's. I would. I would put some stock into his theory. Yeah, I would. The syllables matter. If no. you got more than Take five, no. you're a fullback. Look at this. Tank Dell. No. Yeah, but Nathaniel Dell. No, that's why he went Tank. Do you think just that's why to you get go Tank Dell? No one's calling him AJ Brown. Have you noticed you don't see Ahmed Gardner ever anymore? It's just well, sauce. You go sauce. All of it. Sauce if you look at ESPN, his name. If you go to, if you type in Sauce Gardner, it'll pull up ESPN or NFL.com or whatever. It says Sauce Gardner. I don't think he's legally changed his name to Sauce. It's just, he's Sauce now. And Tank is just Tank. Yeah. I, I actually had forgotten his name was Nathaniel. Yeah. I couldn't. I, it, it's just Tank. That's I'm, what he is. I find this every year when I have to go through my list of players on the NFS scouting sheet or whatever. Like, I'll see a player, I don't know who he is, and I'll read a name there, and then I'll Google search it, and I can't find him because I got to go figure out what is one that he actually goes by. Uh-oh. So, yeah, I mean, do you think... Like Ice Cube, right? Do you know what Ice Cube's actual name is? No idea. Of course you don't. It's O'Shea Jackson. No one knew that. Yeah. It's impossible. He's Irish. He's Irish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Shea. Do you think... O'Shea I, I remember when the Jacksons were right down the street. Or, O'Shea. And then they moved and he became, a, he became well, we call it the N-word and Compton. And he had a bad attitude with some other fellas like there, I guess. Mm. Mm. We didn't have these problems with him when he was here in Ireland, mm. in Dublin. When the Jacksons were here in Dublin and O'Shea was a wee kid before he moved to Compton with the rest of his family. It's lad. He's a wee lad. Mm. I remember it was part of the, when when uh, we had the problems with the Catholics and the Protestants clashed in the streets. O'Shea would be in there. So yesterday? The, the troubles. People with, he, was, you, he was a troubled during youth. The, no, during the troubles. They call, they call it the troubles. The troubles so the, they yeah, do. During the yeah. troubles. <laughs> um, can we call him Nate Dell? That's not, that's not cool. Well, Nate Dell. Nate Dell? You, Nathan Dell? No. It's Tank. He's Tank. How cool is that name? Well, what, a guy who played. I like to call him. I'm call him Nathan, Nathaniel. I'm going to call him Nathaniel. who was in Houston. Knew for a fact, he told me at the Senior Bowl, he played at 158, I believe it was, at University of Houston during the season. It's the smallest wide receiver I've ever heard of in my life from a weight standpoint. 158. That's smaller than Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback. And yet, so that's what makes the nickname Tank so good. Yeah. No, 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 it's I like, mean, at the most, he's going to play in the 160s for Houston. It's like Slim. You slim, name somebody yeah. Slim or Shorty yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's no, no. Tank. tank. He's Tank. I mean, that's what I love about Except that name. He didn't miss a practice. Built like a tank. He didn't miss hard a practice. To hit. Didn't miss a game. E cold running. See? It all comes back to O'Shea Jackson and mm. Tank Dell. And Dana's lucky Real being such a subpar coach. Tank had to play all, the, all those games and not miss time. Or what, where would Dana have been without Tank, according to our last caller? Yeah, right. Well, he did have the number one receiver in the nation. Well, he might have helped get him there. I don't know. I don't know. Or, or Tank saved Dana. I don't know which one, one is right. Two. Who knows? Who can tell? Well, we'll see what Dana looks like in those Cougars in the Big 12 without Tank this year. Uh, Matt Golden is pretty good, man. I mean, his mama called him Matt. I'm going to call him Matt. I know He's, it's he needs Matthew, a better. He but, needs a better nickname, too. Yeah. Well, Matthew. No, that's yeah. not good. That ain't right. What, what good receivers are named Matthew? 
That's not a good receiver name. Or even Matt. Like like Jerry is an outlier. Well, but yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that's way back then. Ahmad. Well, there are some great math. Matthew McConaughey. I said receivers. receivers. I know, but no. How about you make your you you blaze a trail? Okay, I don't have to. I don't have to be called something everybody else is. I'm going to blaze a what trail. What about? Okay, no, no. We have Sauce Gardner. We have Tank Dell. What about uh, Drip Golden? Drip Golden. Yeah. Would he go Drip? for that? Drip Golden. Hmm. Drip sounds good. I know. It's one syllable too. I know, right? Drip Golden is a nickname. Like Matt and Matthew, you're not getting any. It's hard to to get to get your or Flex Golden. Drip or Flex Golden. That ain't bad. That's not bad. We'll have to talk to him about it. Ask him. Yeah. We have to maybe talk to him about Maybe he just name. wants. Maybe he likes Matthew. Well, if he I don't wants care to be what he likes. We're NFL, trying to make it. We're trying to get his brand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got to get the brand up. That's for sure. Eight fifty eight ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Time to speaking of a brand. Houston Powder Coaters, a great brand. Twenty years business experience, five star customer service, great Google reviews, hands on. You will more than likely talk to Robin if you are going to deal with Houston Powder Coaters. She's awesome. Love Robin. She was out at our golf tournament. She was out there and giving away stuff from Houston Powder Coaters. Houston Powder Coaters is a great, great, great business here. I I went there and the it is unbelievable the technology that they have, the advanced. I mean, everything that comes out of those ovens looks perfect. The colors they pop. The I mean the perfection they are going to if you bring them your patio, patio furniture boat parts you bring them your car parts your wheels your the lift kits your bumpers whatever it is that you want redone they are going to sand them they're going to prime they're going to primp them till they're perfect they're not going to get it back to you if there's a bump and they're perfect everything is perfect along the way when I was there they had like an order of. I don't know. It looked like hundreds of different chairs that they had to do. Well, all the same chair. And they had to do them all, and they all had to come out perfectly, and they all had to come out the same. And that's what they do. They're fantastic. Free pickup and delivery for Houston Powder Coaters. You're looking for a great way to save whatever metal it is that you want to save. Houston Powder Coaters is here for you. HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. ESPN, 975 on Twitch. We control the spice. The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. 